Welcome back to Steph's Business Bookshelf and this week's episode about the book The Two Hour Cocktail Party by Nick Gray. Keep listening to find out how to become infinitely more interesting. Welcome back. I'm your host, Steph Clark, and each week I share with you the three big ideas from the best non-fiction books that I've been reading and doing the reading so you don't have to. This week it is the book The Two-Hour Cocktail Party by Nick Gray. Now I have to give big old kudos to my good friend and business brain buddy Leanne Hughes, who actually whose birthday it was this week as well. So extra happy birthdays to Leanne, who has been raving about this book for a few months now and recently ran her first party off the back of the methods in this book. So Props to you, Leanne, for this recommendation. It was a good one as well. So that is where the inspiration for this episode came from, was that particular book from that particular friend. Always good to pick up new book recommendations from friends rather than just an algorithm, isn't it? So this is definitely one of those. And you might be thinking, well, what has a cocktail party book got to do with business? And I think I would put this in the kind of just in the sort of networking, relationship building, communication-y kind of category. And one of the things I also really liked as like a complete learner learning nerd and as someone who does a lot of work with organizations around their learning experience is thinking about how you can actually apply this mentality, this approach into learning experiences as well. And also thinking about how you can maybe just, you know, use this to have a little bit of fun, meet some new interesting people. And like I said, become maybe infinitely more interesting. Who knows? Maybe you're super interesting anyway, and you don't need this, in which case you can run cocktail parties to tell people how interesting you already are. All right, let's get into this episode. Let's get in this, into this book, I'll tell you a little bit about the book, a little bit about the author, and then the three big ideas. You know the deal by now. That's what we're doing. So let me tell you a bit about the book. You know that well-connected friend who only exists in the movies, the one who throws the best parties and can set up any introduction you need. Everyone wants to know someone magical like this who brings people together. The secret is you can be that person and you should be that person. The two-hour cocktail party will show you how. Discover a simple party hosting formula with step-by-step instructions that help you meet new people, strengthen your existing relationships and make you the person everyone wants to know. You'll learn which day is the best to throw events, probably not the ones you think, and what to say to the first people who arrive. Learn how to ensure your invitations get responses and your guests show up excited to mingle. Plus, get helpful pre-party checklists and a breakdown of activities to encourage new connections. With a two-hour cocktail party, you'll make new friends, boost your career and leave everyone asking, when's your next party? That's taken from party.pro slash book. I'll pop a link to that in the show notes. Now, on Nick's website, which is nickgray.net, again, I'll pop a link in the show notes, his bio, his about page is very long and a bit all over the place. It's fun to read, but not so fun to try and read out. So basically, I'm just going to summarize it, that Nick Gray has a book called Two Hour Cocktail Party. He was the founder of Museum Hack, which I was very excited to find out. I didn't know that before I started reading the book. Museum Hack is a super cool business, which takes groups or did take groups, it's changed hands now since Nick sold it, around museums and in a really fun way. I loved it. He's also run a number of other businesses as well, including some family businesses. For his 40th birthday, he rented out an entire indoor water park, which was very fun, apparently. And he has recently left New York City and moved to Austin, Texas, along with pretty much everyone else, I think, that I follow. Bought some paddle boards and is starting a new business and wants to make the world better in certain ways. So there we go. He has lots of other things going on as well. You should read his about page because it's quite a fun read. It's, you can find that at nickgray.net slash about. As usual, I'll pop a link in the show notes. And Nick, if you're listening, sorry I butchered your about page. I summarised it in enough detail. 
Anyway, Nick is interesting. Go read more about him. All right, let's get into this book. Three big ideas. Big idea number one is build momentum. A lot of the success of your party will be in the preparation. And Nick provides a very detailed script or scripts for invitations, follow-ups and hype builders that you can send to your guests in advance. You're roughly inviting around 15-ish people. There's some wiggle room on that, but you don't want anything too small. You don't want anything too huge. Otherwise, it's probably a bit overwhelming. But around that 15 people. So it's intimate and nice and people can reasonably speak to everyone. You've got to start, first of all, though, with your core group. These are your friends who've got your back. They won't flake on you and that you can tell them that you're trying something a bit new and guarantee that they will come to help you and boost up some numbers. They are also the ones that are going to help you set the date because if they are available, you want to get about five people available to set the date, then you know you've got a party on your hands. Then your other great guests who you want to spend time with, they're the ones you invite afterwards. Maybe that's slightly less informal, whereas your your core group, you might be like, hey, I'm doing a thing. Can you help me? Can you come along? Does this date work for you? Whereas with your great guests, you might then approach them in a slightly different way using one of the scripts that Nick provides. Now, I fully expected the scripts that Nick provided in the book, as with a lot of books like this, to be really cringe and not very written in a way that would kind of resonate with me. I was kind of surprised that they didn't feel too icky and I would yeah obviously words you might change and I think that's pretty pretty normal and, and acceptable but the options he gave for a couple of different styles I was like oh yeah those work I could see myself sending something like that so that's really useful in the book as well and the book is pretty much a handbook to how to run the party it's not a novel it's not a really big 300 page book that you've got to wade through it's very 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 practical super useful so he also provides lots of different options for sending your invites and your reminders and a couple of different specific platforms that he suggests with the pros and the cons for each of those i also like that in the reminders you not only tease the format of the night which i'll talk about in a moment but you also start to tease the other guests so for example you not as in tease as in make fun of just in case you're getting concerned about what kind of party this is but tease the who else will be there to get people excited be like oh cool well if that person's going I should go because they sound really interesting or if you're the person who's been teased you're like well I can't pull out now because everyone's been told I'm going and you could say things about each person be like ask them about their chili sauce recipe or ask them about skydiving or ask them about adopting guide dogs whatever it is that they're into to start to break the ice before people have walked through the door so that's big idea number one is build momentum Big idea number two is nights, name tags, and nibbles. So one of the first rules of the two-hour cocktail party is to stick to the earlier part of the week. So Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday nights, Nick suggests, are the best nights as they're less likely to clash with other commitments. And obviously in that, avoiding any public holidays and big events, like that type of thing that might get in the way. Two hours is another strict element. I mean, the clues in the name of the book. You can choose your two hours, 6.30 to 8.30, 7 till 9, 8 till 10, if you're a wild and a late night person. You can tell I go to bed way before that. But you are calling it at the end of the night. So it gives people certainty that they're not going to have to stay around forever. It is just two hours. This is when it starts. This is when it ends. You'll be there that time and then you can go again. And you've got to be quite strict on that in the end as well. And it gives some fun ways of kind of calling time on the party. And again, the clue is in the name. that These aren't sit-down dinner parties. These aren't gala events or anything you're running. This is drinks and nibbles only. This is a lot less stressful, a lot less expensive, and a lot less work to do than running you know, a big kind of dinner party. We've got to deal with all allergies and preferences and people turning up late and people know, you know, all of those types of things as well. So it's a few drinks, some nibbles, and again, you can choose if you do alcohol or not. That's, you know, it doesn't have to be alcoholic drinks. Some drinks, some nibbles, some snacks, and some conversation, some good people. That's all you need. 
This also means you can do it on a more regular basis as well. Nick actually suggests doing a party every five weeks. So if you kind of take this and do it, it's pretty doable and you can do it on a regular basis rather than a dinner party that might take you 12 months to get over. Now, one of the most controversial parts of the book or the approach is the rule on name tags. So everyone gets one. At Nick's parties, everyone gets a name tag every single time. Importantly is everyone keeps theirs on and that you as the host write them or you would you maybe one of your core group, your kind of close friends who are coming, you allocate them to do it, but they have to do it for every single person who walks through. You do it when they arrive, you give them the name tag. Don't let people write their own because number one, they might just not do it. Number two, they might have illegible handwriting. And number three, they might put something silly down. And Nick said at one point in the book, he talks about how once at a party, someone wrote kind of Spider-Man or Superman because they didn't want to do the name tag thing. Then other people kind of did it. Other people had done it properly. Then other people kind of felt like idiots. And yeah, it was all just a bit messy. So they are worn all night. And yes, it feels daggy, but it really helps. And we've all been the one at a some kind of event where we are the one who's awkwardly forgotten someone's name and we have to then introduce them to someone else and it, ugh, it just gets going to get gets really gross or we're the ones who have had our names forgotten and again that just feels pretty yuck as well so to avoid all of that happening and make it really easy for people to talk to each other and be like hey john blah 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 then name tags it's the future so that's big idea number two nights name tags and nibbles big idea number three is icebreakers now, the other thing that might make your skin crawl when you read about it in the book, but is an essential part and a very useful part of a successful cocktail party is the icebreaker series that Nick suggests. So even for me as an actual facilitator who uses things like icebreakers and this kind of stuff all the time, I was absolutely cringing reading this. But I was sold by the end of it. I was like, yeah, no, these serve a purpose. And, and as a facilitator, I know why I use those in a work setting. And I think this is the thing, isn't it? It's that balance between using them in a way that is helpful and setting them up in a way that doesn't feel like people are just at a conference and that feels really awkward and gross because they're at your house. So the server purpose, the icebreaker series is very important. It is important because it keeps people moving around and breaks up awkward situations where someone is really trying to get away and go and talk to someone else, but they feel like they're attached to this group or this person they've started talking to and then are massively regretting. Now, obviously, you'll be only inviting kind of super cool, interesting people to your party. So hopefully that won't happen. But even at the most interesting parties, that, that happens as well. So it keeps people moving around. It creates a good excuse for interesting conversations. It starts some different conversation starters as well, rather than people having to come up with those all themselves. And it's a good way of encouraging everyone to meet everyone, especially as you've got this smallish group where that is possible. So the series is the icebreaker number one. There's three icebreakers. Number one happens when you've got about four or five guests who have arrived, just to kind of break up that awkward zone where everyone's kind of like, oh, is anyone else going to show up? Am I, is this it? Kind of thing. So because even again, at the best parties, that, that awkward zone still exists. So you do a really simple icebreaker, just asking a couple of questions of people as they just as a few people have arrived. So you've got four or five people there. Icebreaker number two happens about 20 minutes later. And it's actually the same icebreaker as you ran for the first one. That's because you've got more people there now. You should hopefully by that point have a full house of the people you've invited. And everyone gets to share the same question. So a couple of people have heard that more than once, but they get to hear then everyone else's answers to that as well. Again, it gives them an excuse to go and talk to each other. And then icebreaker number three happens about half an hour later. So roughly that kind of hour, hour and 15, maybe minute mark. And this is a different and a deeper question. This is one that starts to move the conversation forward into a different area or a deeper area as well. And again, gives people a really interesting jumping off point to go and start a conversation with someone else in the room that they haven't spoken to yet about the answer to that particular question. 
The other thing as well, by the way, just is that you have to signal the icebreaker time with a harmonica. But yeah, again, that's more than going to leave that up to you. There needs to be some kind of way of signaling that it is icebreaker time. That it's not just you being like, hey, everyone, because that is also awkward, especially in your own home. So that's big idea number three, icebreakers. So again, three big ideas from the book, Two Hour Cocktail Party by Nick Gray. Big idea number one, which is build momentum. Big idea number two, nights, name tags and nibbles. And big idea number three, icebreakers. I do recommend the book, especially if you want to get back into doing some in-person type events. It made me realise and kind of really reminded me that I used to do this kind of stuff, not exactly the same format, all the time. I used to run things and events really often in the before times, but that's really kind of dropped off and it's something I feel pretty rusty about. And also it's something I really miss because met some really interesting people that way and some people I'm now good friends with. So it was a good catalyst for me to kind of start thinking about getting back into doing that again, especially as there is real momentum at the moment, feel for people getting back to doing stuff in person, especially as the weather improves here in the Southern Hemisphere. So if this is something on your list, I recommend checking out the book. Like I said, super practical, really quick read. I read it in a couple of days and it's full of all the checklists and the do's and the don'ts and really, really practical, short, simple guide to running your cocktail party so you almost could not fail if you read if you use this word for word and there is plenty of examples in the books of people who tried it maybe tried their own things bits that worked bits that didn't work bits where they went off script and, and regretted it bits where they went off script and it worked really well because it was still in keeping with the idea of the format that nick is suggesting so we go three big ideas from the book to our cocktail party if you have read the book if you've run a cocktail party i'd love to hear from you please let me know. You can find me on Instagram at Steph's Biz Bookshelf or on LinkedIn. Just find me at Steph Clark on there. Clark has got an E on the end. But otherwise, until next time, happy reading.